Welcome to the Irish Beer Report, where each month Martin and I will be chatting about Irish craft beers. We've teamed up with Island Craft Beers to bring you reviews of the beers that are now available for you to enjoy. Find out more at islandcraftbeers.com. So this month, it's all about the White Hag, and we're going to be reviewing three beers from the White Hag that Island Craft Beers have sent to us. Uh, Martin, what's the first one that we're going to be tucking into? Oh, thank you for uh, giving me the one which I can't pronounce. <laughs> it's the White Hag Irish Brewing Company Irish IPA Bran and Chileon, which has got no resemblance to how it's supposed to be said. So you'll have to look it up again if you want to find <laughs> out what it looks like. Okay, so this is uh, this is an IPA. Um, it's seven point two percent IPA. Uh, American style made with Irish malt and five American hop varieties. Um, so I'm quite excited, being the IPA fiend that I am, to um, get stuck into this one. I'm also quite excited to try some Irish beer that I can't normally get hold of, even when I go out for uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day. So yes. here we go. Okay, brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Certainly smells like an American mm. IPA. I mean that's got that's got a lovely aroma on it. It's it's a little dank. There's a lot of there's a little bit of pine in there as well, and then there's just kind of this this beautiful citrus feel weaving its way through there. Yeah, it's definitely got the uh, for me the West Coast IPA feel to it on the nose. Yeah, there's some there's, there's a little bit of mango in there, maybe a little bit of pineapple. It's got a very um, lasting dry finish. Very lasting dry finish. To, to it as well, almost cuttingly so. Nice light carbonation. Yep. And uh, slight, slightly uh, cloudy, so I don't know if these are unfined perhaps or unfiltered. So it doesn't, it's not quite cleared all the way through. No, it's, um, I think it's got a, yeah, it's, it's got a slight haze to it. That's, that, that's for sure. Um, Irish Merc. Maybe it is Irish Merc. Maybe, Irish that, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's really enjoyable. I mean, that's 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 really easy to drink. Yeah, that is very very easy. Seven point two percent. Really, really drinkable. So where where in where in my parents' homeland is the uh, the White Hag Brewing Company based? Okay, so White Hag are based in Ballymote. Uh, which is a small town in South Sligo, uh, northwest of Ireland. Um, so they uh, was it was originally built in 2013 as, as a brewery. Started brewing in 2014. First beers were sold in in the summer of 2014. Um, in August 2014, the first container of beers left left the Irish shores and made their way to the US as as well. Uh, and then in September, their beers were launched to. Uh, massive acclaim at the RDS festival in Dublin uh, as well so quite a, a fledgling brewery yeah very quite young I mean have you tried any of their beers before Steve I, I must admit I have I've I've tried uh, probably all of the beers that we're doing tonight and when I was at the all tech festival early on in the year I probably tried quite a few more right as, as, as well so these these aren't new beers to me Although I must say that either the recipe has changed on, on the IPA or I'm drinking this a lot fresher than I drank it the first time um, because I don't remember it being this good 
when I first drank it. Yeah, this is really punchy on the on the on the fruit flavours, but it's not. I'm not feeling the booze. There's no real boozy after. There's no or anything. burn or anything in no. there, is there? It's just it's just really easy drinking. Just um, almost want to say good old fashioned IPA or, or what we're becoming used to as being sort of like the standard feel for an IPA. Yeah, yeah, it's very very simple to drink. Uh, it's not it's not complicated, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just it's. It is almost a, a throwback to to uh, IPAs, even just a year or you know yeah. 16, 18 months ago. But yeah, that's it's 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 nice. Uh, I quite like the, uh, the 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 branding on the bottles as well, actually. It's yeah, I mean the the branding is it's very simple. It's it's to the point. It does what it says on the tin. All, all the labels are a different color, um, which kind of ties into the beers that, that they're drinking. Um, yeah, I mean. Like I say, I, I enjoyed a fair few of their beers. Um, it was back in February at Alltech. And, and in fact, one of them was a version of a, a stout, and I'm not sure whether it's this one we're drinking tonight. It might be this one that we're drinking tonight that had been pulled for a Randall that had coffee beans in it. And it was like the most coffee flavour beer you are ever likely to drink to, to the point where two hours later, I was still saying that every beer tasted like coffee. Um, because it had completely destroyed my palate for the evening. Okay, so maybe an end of the evening beer. Mm. Absolutely. So um, let's move on to, to the second beer um, that, that we're featuring uh, as, as part of this first Irish beer report. Um, what's what's the next one up, mate? Uh, the next one is no less uh, difficult for me to pronounce, so I'm <laughs> going to say all the other words first. Uh, again, it's white tag. It's the Irish Heather Sour Ale, which comes in at uh, a bit higher, seven and a half percent. And the way it's written says Bean Goulburn, but I'm assuming that's probably not how it's said. But my parents never really did te- teach me Gaelic, so apologies to anyone Irish listening to this. I'm not meaning to be really bad at this. I I, I imagine um, some of our Irish listeners, if they've got this far and actually decided to listen to, to this thing that we're doing here, um, we'll be getting in touch around about now to, to correct us on our pronunciation of these beers. Um, so, okay, as you say, this is a, a, a Heather Sour Owl. Um, so this is a resurrection of an ancient beer style brewed in Ireland um, that was brewed up until the 1700s um, using Irish Heather in place of the hops to balance the sweet rich malts so um so we've got no hops got no hops in in this beer i don't understand no right but, here goes um cheers cheers it's got a very sour nose it's certainly sour on the nose i mean it's it's poured i'm, I'm not gonna say it's flat but there's no head and there doesn't seem to be a lot of life to it either there is a slight tingle on the tongue, but yeah, I mean, it's completely different in, in appearance. I mean, it's a lot darker. It's almost got like a, reminds me a bit of a Flemish red or a sour cherry. Yeah. It's, it's got that kind of feel to it. I mean, it's not, it's not mouth puckeringly sour. It's very well balanced. There's a lot of red fruit, fruit flavours going on in there. I'm fairly impressed, bearing in mind there's a distinct lack of hops in here. I'm really, it's not really affecting my my judgment of the beer at all. No, I, I'm a big fan of the red, the Flemish reds, the sour beers. Uh, again, coming in at seven and a half percent, 
this this feels like it could it could be dangerous for me sometimes. It's it's just incredibly easy to drink. It's very easy to drink. Yeah, getting that little bit of sour cherry on it. Uh, like I said, the light carbonation really helps it. A little bit dry at the end. It does dry in the mouth out. Yeah, but it's very well balanced. Yeah, it's. Oh, I have to admit, I'm quite take, taken by this. It's not going to have me um, reaching for the Rennies at any point soon. Um, it's, no. it's not that far sour that it's it's going to destroy me. Um, it's but like you say, I mean, for, for me, that the balance is incredible in there in terms of the the, the tart fruitness. The, the there's an easy finish in there, but then just that feel that there's no way this is a seven and a half percent beer. No, not at all. Uh, I'm, I'm not feeling the boozy, again, no boozy afterburn. I'm not feeling the strength in it. It's only because it says 7.5% on the front that I've got any idea. I wouldn't be able to get it from the flavour at all. No, no. Um, I probably would have pitched it a lot closer to 5, if I'm being absolutely honest. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of a lot of people would. Um, so, a little bit more about White Hag. Um, very much um, based on the traditions um in in ireland and traditional recipes and um ancient irish mythology um where by all accounts the white hag was a witch um a chameleon creature and even mother nature herself so uh, a lot of the beer names i i think hark back to some of those um stories from from ancient times in in, in ireland um, their, their beers are split into three distinct ranges. So they've got staples, which include things like the IPA. Uh, there's some stouts in there. Some of the ancient styles are in there as well. There's a session IPA and there's a red IPA. They've got some seasonals as, as well that they do. So they do a wit, a white IPA, uh, an Oktoberfest and a winter ale. And then they do some specials as well. So they do some um, things like a sour red, a coffee chocolate milk stout, Brett Pia, uh, Palau, Barrel Age stout. So very much laying out their, their market in terms of uh, a wide range of beers for a wide range of drinkers. That is, a, that is quite a wide range. I like, I like what they've done with having your core beers. I mean, it's very important, I think, for a lot of people. Not It doesn't suit every brewer or every brewery. But I think a core range helps people, especially when they're new to the craft market. Yeah. It's handy to have that core range to point people towards. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, well well, well done them. I mean, you know, don't, like I said, I know nothing about White Hank. I haven't tried their beers and stuff, and I've tried two so far, and I am very impressed with both offerings. Uh, uh, yes, a- absolutely. They're, they're, they are solid beers, and, and I can see why the guys are, are so keen to export to so many countries as well to, yeah. to to get these beers into people's hands. Well, to be fair, the Irish have always been good at exporting. A lot of the time it's themselves. You know, <laughs> The Irish have, have gone far and wide across the world. So yeah. if the beers are now starting to follow and anything else from, from, the, from the Emerald Isle, then I'm more than happy myself. Me too. Uh, I mean, I've long been going back to... Oh, what was it? Season six of the Beer O'Clock Show where we did the, the, the Irish season where we team, teamed up with the guys from the Irish Beer Snobs and we had Sarah Finney on as well and, and we were exploring the Irish beers early on. I've I've and, and I've been to Dublin quite a few times since then and I don't think I've ever come back and said, Oh well I'm not I'm I'm fed up with the beer 
they're there now. It's always changing, it's always innovating, it's always exciting beer as well that's coming out of there. Oh, I think there's probably, uh, I'm sure we'll touch upon this as we do further reviews of Irish beers. I think there's lots of scope for Ireland to develop as a market. Plenty of room there for people who can really do something decent. Yeah. You know, they are used to a very small amount of uh, offerings. Two down, one to go. Uh, we've probably saved the, the, the biggest one till last, though. Um, we're now moving on to, uh, well, mine. What, what's the beer that we're moving on to now? I think, okay. I think even you can manage this one. Yes, yeah, they've been very kind with this one. It's the uh, Imperial Oatmeal Stout, which is a 10.2%, and they've very kindly, maybe just for my own benefit, called it Black Boar. Okay, so big beer um, to finish off with. It looks incredible from over here. Yeah, that head has got hasn't got any sort of white sheen to it at all. It's got no. a nice caramel colour to it. It does look very inviting at the moment. So here's your glass, Steve. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. I'm getting more um, almost like roasted kind of a, a aroma at the moment. Yeah. Rather than those big brash dark flavours that you sometimes mm -hmm. get from like coffee and chocolate. That's not coming out on the nose at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes... Sometimes the oatmeal can can just help to soften, yeah, but doesn't seem to be doing that in 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 here. It's quite a it's quite a harsh finish. It's it's not the smooth finish I was expecting. It's a bit more bitter than I I thought it might be. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not saying it's unpleasant. It's probably just not quite what we were anticipating. If I'm being honest. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like I say, you know, for me when I when when I see the words oatmeal in a beer I'm expecting something that's just been been softened a little bit by by, by the oatmeal slightly more velvety texture to it um, yeah I'd expect the mouthfeel to be a little bit almost feel thicker yeah yeah because of this because of the oatmeal in it but there's definitely a boozy hit to it though there's definitely oh, a boozy afterburn absolutely yeah there's this this is one that as as opposed to the previous one which was hiding its ABV very well. This one comes bowling down the street with a t-shirt on and a big flag proclaiming I am 10.2%. Definitely. It's definitely got that afterburn. It's almost got um, almost like a whiskey afterburn for me. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. And it's a beer that would probably lend itself very well to a little bit of barrel aging. Uh, yeah, I think actually this one would be, it almost feels like I'm drinking it too fresh. Can a beer ever be too fresh? Well, exactly. Well, if, only people had, if only people had spoken about that sort of thing before. Yes, but indeed. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm getting more, it's not so much flavours, I'm getting more things which are making me think of other, so I'm getting bitterness, I'm getting roastiness, I'm getting the boozy afterfeel. I'm actually not getting masses of flavours on it. Yeah. That The flavours are a little bit hidden by everything else that's going on in there yeah um maybe it needs a little bit more time to to, to, to breathe and, and come to life um who who knows i mean like like i say for me it, it's a beer that's not hiding what it is it's a big bold imperial style oh yeah it's it's telling you i'm boozy if you have too many of these you're going to fall over and you're going to end up on your ass yeah or, or even with just one of these yes yes but it's there's it, it a the, I think it's quite complex. I'm just not sure I'm getting everything out of it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And, uh, and I think maybe this is one that we'll, we'll continue drink, drinking into the evening, but we'll, we're probably not going to get any more of it yeah. out, out of it now. Um, so that brings uh, to an end the, the, the first episode uh, of the Irish Beer Report. Um, you'll be pleased to know that some of the White Hag beers are available on the Owls by Mail website, which regular listeners to um, anything that we do will know that there's a discount available on the Beer O'Clock Show website for Owls by Mail. So get yourself onto our website, get the discount code, and if you want to try some, some White Hag beers, get onto Owls by Mail. We're really grateful again to... Uh, the folks at Island Craft Beers uh, for wanting to team up with us to, to do a podcast. As I say, we'll be doing these on a monthly basis. Uh, these beers are obviously being sent to us um, by Island Craft Beers uh, as, as well, but obviously the fact that we're getting them sent to us for, for free doesn't affect our thoughts on, on, on what we're drinking uh, and, and what we're enjoying here. So um, we'll look forward to, to catching up with you all again next month. Cheers. Cheers.